Alice stood in the open door, patting at the white apron draped over her pink house dress. The sound of her voice surprised him. When had the door opened? She was in her seventies, with tightly curled gray hair that matched the pinched look in her dark face. Squinting into the sunshine, she waved him inside. "'How are you, Grandmother?' he said, using the term of respect. He followed her into the L-shaped living room that extended into the kitchen in the rear. Another elderly woman, this would be Minnie's sister, although she looked more frail and sunken into herself than the last time he'd seen her, sat on the sofa, needle in one hand, white thread dangling over a piece of tanned deerskin in her lap, an embroidered design of colored beads taking shape on the skin. "'You remember Louise?' Minnie said. "'Yes, of course.' Father John walked over, and the old woman slipped her free hand, small and rough as bark, into his. Her face was cross-hatched with wrinkles, the thin hair only partially concealing patches of pink scalp. She looked up at him out of ancient eyes, like the eyes of grandmothers in the old time, staring out of the bronze-tinted photos. Eat, eat, Louise said, removing her hand. We got cold chicken in the fridge. Minnie'll get you a plate. The other woman was already starting for the kitchen. He had to laugh. The people were always trying to feed him, a habit from the old time he knew when Arapahoes fed everybody who wandered into the villages. He thanked the sisters and said he'd take a rain check. The afternoon was wearing on, and Elena, the housekeeper at St. Francis, served dinner at six. It was Monday. That meant stew. Elena ran the residence like a drill sergeant. She expected promptness, and he was usually late. He would be late today. But his new assistant, Father George Reinhold, in all his German exactitude, would no doubt be on time, which Father John knew would only partially mollify Elena. Cup of coffee, then? An impatient, let's get this over with note, seeped into Minnie's voice. Coffee would be fine, he said. He took the chair across from Louise, set his hat on the side table, and made small talk for a few moments. The hot weather, the wild grasses burned brown in the sun. The old woman smoothed the deerskin in her lap. What's it going to be like in July when the real summer heat comes on? They ought to move to Alaska, she said. Finally, she laid the deerskin on the cushion beside her. I've been saying to Minnie, she began again, and he knew this was what the sisters wanted to talk about. We can't keep our worrying all bottled up. We gotta call Father John. The call had come this morning. Minnie's voice, breathless and hurried. She didn't want to bother him, but she didn't know what to do. And he, being a white man, could he come over? He'd glanced at his day timer. A married couple due in for counseling in 30 minutes. Social committee meeting this afternoon, parish council meeting tonight. And he wanted to finish writing the annual report for the board of directors meeting next weekend. He dreaded the annual board meeting. The bishop himself from Cheyenne and seven Jesuits from around the country, all scrutinizing the financial and spiritual conditions of St. Francis' mission, and always the possibility that the board would decide the mission had outlived its purpose, a 19th-century anachronism adrift in the 21st century, and recommends to the provincial that it be closed. He told Minnie he'd try to swing by about 4.30 or 5. Minnie was back with two mugs of coffee, one for him, the other for her sister, she sank onto the far side of the sofa, clasped her hands over the white apron, and drew in a long breath, composing something inside her head. Finally, she said, Louise and me, well, 
We've been real worried about my grandson, Dean. The words came in a torrent, as if a dam had burst. What's going on? Father John could still see Dean Littlehorse running around the bases after he'd hit the ball into left field, long legs stretching out to take him home. Another score for the Eagles, the baseball team Father John had started his first summer at St. Francis. Dean was 15 then, tall and thin-limbed, with black hair that fell over his forehead and dark eyes lit with curiosity and intelligence. He'd gone off to college three years later, and the last Father John had heard he'd landed a job with a software company in Lander. Minnie bit at her lower lip. Then she said, "'We can't find him, Father.' "'What do you mean?' Father John set his mug on the table next to his chair. The house was stitched with tension. Four days now, since last Thursday. Ain't that right, Louise?' Minnie glanced over at her sister.